We are so excited you've decided to listen to this week's sermon podcast. Hey, we release sermon podcasts weekly, so be sure to follow us and hit that notification bell so you can be notified when episodes are released. God bless and enjoy. Welcome to Sunday School. Welcome to Life Point Church. Good crowd this morning. If you would, let's stand. Let's just take this time as we always do and just... Uh, Ask the Lord to touch us and bless us and touch the youth class and the Sunday school classes and the youth teacher and the Sunday school teachers and just touch this entire campus and, and ask him to have his way today. I, I believe he's already been here. He's here right now. And I believe he wants to bless us and move through us and in us and out of us and just do something wonderful here at Life Point today. So let's just take this opportunity to praise him and thank him for this opportunity. Lord, we glorify you. We magnify you right now. Lord, we thank you for this day, for this time, for right now, Lord, that wasn't promised to us, Lord, but we're going to lift you up. We're going to praise you. We ask that you touch Brother Jarek as he teach, teaches to the young people this morning. Touch every young person. Touch every child, Lord, every, every person uh, in the Sunday school this morning. Touch every teacher, Lord. Touch me. Bless me. Use me for your glory today. Help me, Lord. Speak your word. God, we ask that you just open the doors of our heart and our mind to give us your understanding and your wisdom today. And we're going to praise you for it right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's just give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I feel the presence of the Lord in here. It might just be because it had a powerful service on Wednesday. Uh, Sometimes uh, I don't want to say it stinks because I, I do enjoy it, getting to teach and getting to lead the young people on Wednesday nights. But sometimes it, it ties your hands from being over here and enjoying great services like this past uh, Wednesday. But I get to go back and I listen to them. And I mean, it's not the same when you listen to it online or listen to it on Spotify or YouTube and uh, whatever way. But uh, what a word that Pastor brought. What a spirit of the Lord that was here on Wednesday night. And uh, I believe it's, it's still just resonating right now in this place today. I feel it so strong. But I'm going to just teach to you today. I, I absolutely believe that. I believe it's going to be teaching uh, today. And I don't do a whole lot of that because I get a little excited up here. Uh, any teachers or preachers or ministers know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I've got a little challenge today, and I don't want it to, you know, just shock anybody, especially after a powerful Wednesday service. Uh, but I like to be challenged, and I believe the Lord has challenged me, and this lesson definitely is for me. But uh, I know, without a doubt, 100% of you want to uh, grow in your walk with the Lord, right? Yeah. You want a strong relationship, right? You want to go to heaven, right? So sometimes you have to be challenged, but it's not just a, a challenge of, uh, of anything strong. It's a challenge that also uh, encourages you because the Bible says that uh, it is better to obey than to sacrifice, right? And I want to obey his word, and I want to just take this challenge today, and I want to grow off of it. So if you would, turn with me to Proverbs 20, 13. I got a couple passages I want to read, and then... I'll just give you my title, and then we'll teach. Proverbs 20, 13. Love not sleep, lest thou come to poverty, 
Open thine eyes, and thou shalt be satisfied with bread. Uh, the short meaning for this is uh, get up and go to work. That, that's pretty much what they're saying. Uh, pretty much what this passage is saying. And if you would, turn with me to Proverbs 25, 28. And all these little short meanings, they, they, they take us somewhere here, so you just bear with me. Proverbs 25, 28. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. So the basic meaning and breakdown of this passage here is when we lack self-control, uh, we are made vulnerable without any protection. There's no walls around us. There, there was walls, there was protection, but uh, him that has no uh, rule over his own spirit, those walls, they become broken down and then uh, you have no protection any longer. And then I want to go to one more passage before I share my title. Galatians 5, 23. Very familiar passage I've taught from many times. But the fruit of the Spirit, what's that Spirit? It's the Holy Ghost. If you have the Holy Ghost, you have all of this fruit that we're fixing to read about. Not just a little bit, you have all of it. So Galatians 5, 22, 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, verse 23, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. But I want to just pull out just one of those uh, uh, just uh, fruits from this passage here. Just one word that I want to use and it just ties all this in uh, with what we're going to teach about. And that's temperance. Temperance. The meaning of temperance is self-control. Mm. And I want to teach just on this, uh, just this thought. It's simple, but it is powerful and it does have meaning. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. It's funny that today is uh, Super Bowl Sunday, and it just fits in with uh, the, just the, the, the diving and digging and research and studying. I spent one full day on this lesson. One full day, just in this lesson, working on it, and the Lord working me over it. I began to wonder, and I know maybe some of you, maybe some of you have wondered this as well, uh, whether it is uh, uh, talent or maybe sustained structure training that makes athletes so good. Uh, when this question comes to mind, how do those so-called athletes get to a point of being good at what they do. Well, the reason why so many are so good at what they do comes down to how much self-discipline they put themselves through in order to become better in their talents and their abilities, right? Uh, have you ever thought about what these athletes uh, need to have in order to succeed? Uh, so we must understand something this morning. That it takes work in order to even get in line with succeeding. And like I just said, uh, this is not a given uh, talent to them, but it all starts with self-discipline. And self-discipline, what it does is it puts you in the driving seat. It, it's what keeps you focused on your purpose, uh, 
Uh, you can look at it like a camera lens zooming into a single object. What it does is all the details and distractions around it, they begin to disappear as you zoom in and focus in on the purpose that you were meant for. So from an athletic uh, performance uh, to life achieve, achievements, accomplishing something uh, important is not easy. It's not easy at all, but it can be simple. So as an athlete uh, works hard to excel at a particular sport, every step forward in their athletic development in, uh, is the result of what we call choices. Uh, you see, sometimes uh, those choices require uh, that they tell themselves no when they want to say yes. Sometimes I have to say no to junk food. Sometimes I have to say no to going and hanging out with their friends. Sometimes I have to say no when it requires them uh, uh, maybe to lose a little bit of sleep. Why? Because they have self-discipline now that's helped them maintain the talent that they have for succeeding on whatever field of sports that they're playing in. Two teams will play together today. And I can promise you they spent a little time away from some families. They spent a little time away from some friends last night. They didn't stay out all night. They stayed up and they focused. And what do you call that? You call that self-discipline. Because they knew that they got a purpose in mind. And I've got to stay focused on that purpose. And that's to win a championship. That's to do something great. That's to follow after what the Lord uh, or what the, what the world needs me to do. And that's win for them. Now, for us Christians, and again, I don't want to say that word lightly because the world has polluted that word. But for us true Christians in the world today, it's not like uh, spirituality is a muscle that we can work until it's big and strong. Or is it? Can, can we train ourselves to be godly? Can we also use discipline in our lives to become better in who we are as Christians? Or is that a given? What would be your answer today? I hope it would be yes, because if we do not uh, discipline ourselves into learning more of God, how will we walk or how would our walk look like to the others that are standing on the outside looking in? Even as uh, athletes train and discipline themselves to be better at what they do, we as Christians should be doing the same. I want to be better. I want to do more. I want to get involved more. But it all comes down to self-discipline. And what is self-discipline? It's self-control. It's getting in line with the word of God. And, and I, I know with all of this out of the way and, and, and that meaning out of the way, what would be the meaning of spiritual discipline in a Christian's life? And as simple as this, it is self-control in, in, in just a regular or full-time performance of actions and activities that create Devotion in our relationship with Him and His will. 
That's what it is. That's what self-discipline is. That's what self-control is to the Christian world. Is It's walking a path that some would say is in line with his will. Like meditation and prayer and fasting and fellowship with your brothers and sisters and, and stewardship and, and submission and obedience and, and studying to show thyself approved and, and contemplation and self-examination. And I could go on and on and on this morning with self-discipline to a Christian in our relationship with God. Spiritual disciplines are habits and their practices and experiences that are designed to develop us. They're designed to help us grow. They're designed to strengthen us uh, in certain qualities of the spirit uh, to build spiritual muscles. You want to be strong? You want to succeed in this Christian walk in your relationship? It all comes down to self-discipline, self-control. When the world would want you to do a little more, it gives you that no, even though your flesh says, yes, I want to do it. You say, no, I want to stick to the word of God. No, I want to stick to a prayer life. No, I want to follow after his will. That's self-discipline. It prepares you and I for everyday life. It prepares us for when the enemy would show up. It prepares us for when the unexpected would come and knock him. I've had several unexpected incidents in the last month now happen in my life. And let me just tell y'all because I see a lot of people say it and, and, and post it all the time. But not everything is the devil. Sometimes it's just life. And then sometimes it's just you. And it's me. <laughs> We're out there capitalizing Satan. Satan keeps attacking my family. No, it's called life. And sometimes it just shows up. But when you have self-discipline and you have self-control, you know what you do? You get back up, you dust yourself off and say, hey, my trust is still in the Lord. My focus is still on the Lord. It starts with self-discipline. Yeah. And those life instances that have just shown up and hit me on the chin just here in the past month, I, the Lord has been just working me on self-discipline. Hey, get in the prayer closet a little more, David. Read your Bible a little more, David. Because let me tell you something, what self-discipline and self-control does. What it does, ooh. Hold on, because I'm jumping way ahead of myself. I, let, let me just, I, I, I want to break it down for you. And I know I've shared this plenty, but I'm going to share it some more just because I'm here and it's happened to me. But when, when I first started my uh, weight loss journey over three years ago now, I can tell you right now, I did not like running. Did not like exercising. I did not like throwing down the sodas, throwing down the sugar, throwing down all the things that I thought was good for me. Yeah. I didn't like it. Absolutely didn't like it. But can I tell you something? I had to create a self-discipline and some self-control in my life. And through the months, what I began to do is say, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put some goals for myself each month. And that's what I did. And each month, I got to that goal that I had set for my life. You know what it did? 
Even though I didn't like running or exercising or cutting out the sodas or cutting out the sweets, you know what it did? Is this thing called desire began to just creep on in. Because you know why? I started seeing results from self-discipline and self-control. And when I started seeing results, it got me a little excited. I was like, whoa, come on, somebody. I know I already looks good, but I look better now. So desire creeped in, and now I've got a desire for a little bit of more self-discipline and self-control. So as the months began on and it became a year and I done hit the goals and, and now I'm reaching for more goals, what it did is it created what you call devotion. Anybody know what devotion is? It's loyalty. That's all it is. It's loyalty. So self-discipline, I started in my life and I did not like it. Because it went against every grain of flesh that I had in me. But as I began to stick to the plan and started seeing results from that self-discipline, desire jumped on me. Desire got me excited, so I wanted to do it a little more. And when desire got on me, now I became loyal to those self-discipline and self-controls in my life to where I was loyal to it all. And let's flip that over into the spiritual side of it now. And I might sound sacrilegious. Please don't misunderstand me. But I can tell you today, reading your Bible, praying, and, and, and showing up to church and giving of your time and your finance and those things, it's not fun when you're hurting. It's not fun when you're facing financial issues. It's not fun when you're in a struggle. But I can tell you, when you stick to the plan and say, hey, I'm going to be self-disciplined in all of this, and I'm going to continue to do it, you know what happens? Desire creeps in. Why does desire creep in? Because results start to take place. When you give, the Lord says it's, oh, come on, somebody. Anybody ever given? I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about time or of anything. And you've been blessed back. Raise your hand. Everybody in here. Hey, that's results of self-discipline and self-control. When you don't feel like it, raise your hands and say, Lord, I'm going to praise you. You know what the Bible says? I inhabit the praises of my people. You can guarantee you'll have results if you will just stick to the plan. I hope somebody's getting a hold of it this morning because I feel the Holy Ghost today. If you'll just get a little bit of self-discipline, self-control in your life, even though it hurts, even though it's a struggle, even though your finances are tight, if you'll just do your part. Hey, I told y'all it's going to be a challenge, but it's a good challenge because it encourages me. When the Lord's saying, hey, if you'll do a little more, David, you ain't doing enough. Discipline yourself. Discipline yourself. Discipline yourself. And hey, I began to do that. It's been hurting. It hurts. It's a struggle. It's a fight. But if I can do it in the physical realm, I can do it in the spiritual realm. So I'm going to continue to press. 
And when I start to see those results, what happens is desire is going to creep in again. And then I'm going to be like, hey, I want to see what else the Lord will bless me with. So I'm going to just continue on until devotion shows up. And then it's like, hey, I'm loyal to the Lord. I'm loyal to whatever his will is for my life. When the doors of the church are open, I'm going to be there. When there's an opportunity for me to give up my time and finance and stewardship, I'm going to be there. Because I'm loyal to the plan. No pain, no gain. You better believe it. You're going to go through some struggles. You better believe you're going to fight. You better believe the enemy's going to come knocking at your door. You better believe life is going to punch you in the mouth sometimes. But when you stick to the plan, when it's Lord, hey, I'm, I'm going to continue on, Lord. I don't feel like praising you today. I'm tired. I'm beat down. I'm wore out. But I'm going to lift my hands because I am loyal to you. You created me to worship. You created me to praise. So that's what I'm going to do. Oh, Lord, I, I, I don't want to give up. See, see, what's crazy is, is we can look back on all of our lives. Mine, because I, I like I said, I spent a full day in this lesson, and the Lord worked me over. I, I just, still to this day, I'm working. But I know he's going to bless me because I'm going to keep on. There's some things I got to do different, and I'm going to do them different. There's some things I need to do that I'm going to do. There's some things I don't need to do that I'm not going to do. But I'm going to stick to the plan that he says, hey, if you'll be disciplined and you'll have control over your life, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to be your provider. I'm going to be your protector. I'm going to be your deliverer. I'm going to be your healer. If you'll just do your part. But it's crazy. When you first get in the church and the Holy Ghost what does everybody do? You go tell the whole world. You're telling everybody. You're inviting everybody. I was nine years old standing right here when the Holy Ghost hit me and I was baptized the, the very first service that I ever came in, this, I came in this church. I baptized in his name and I was excited and pumped and I went and told the whole world. Why? Because that desire got a hold of me. And there was a devotion that says I'm staying loyal to what the Lord has done in my life. And I'm going to do whatever it takes. But it's crazy how it's happened to me. I'm just, I'm just going to preach about me. It's through time and through years and, and, and through the changes and blessings. Sometimes you forget where you came from. And, and then you begin to stop doing the things you were disciplining yourself about and, 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 and where you had self-control and now desire is seeping away. Now you don't desire to do the things that you were doing before and being productive at. Now devotion has slipped out. Now you're no longer, now it's easier to miss a service or two. Now it's easier to miss this and miss that because now you've let self-discipline go. And it's time to get back to that place. It's time to get back to that place that created desire and created devotion in our lives where we say, hey, I can't spend another day without telling somebody about Jesus Christ. Y'all, I can't forget.
where he's brought me from. He brought me from the Mardi Gras. He brought me from the lowest of low. And I've got to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. But I've got to get that self-discipline and self-control in my life. No pain, no gain. We must make time for God. We've got to make time to read our Bibles. We've got to make time to pray. We've got to make time to meditate on God's word each and every day. Giving him first place in our lives. Why? Because Matthew 6.33 says this. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all. Not some. But all. Go study that passage. And you'll see all the things that he's talking about shall be added unto you. So the more that we're self-disciplined in our lives to serving him as in accordance to his words, the more that's added into our lives. The more self-disciplined we are, the more results that we begin to see. Oh, yeah, your finances were struggling, but you were self-disciplined. Now you're beginning to see results of that self-discipline. And now you become loyal to him. Not to a man, not to a, not to a, a deacon team, not to the ushers, not, not to your family, but to him. And to the bride, which is the church. Oh, Lord, no pain, no gain. I titled that my lesson today that for a reason. You see, this cliche, it was cornered in the early 80s by an actress, maybe some of you would know, and I'm not going to say her name, but you would know if you were uh, born in the 80s or seen uh, any of the, the commercials at the time, but uh, she was doing an exercise uh, or a series of aerobic exercise workout videos at the time, and uh, she would say that uh, no pain, no gain. And this cliche... Uh, would be taken by the exercising and uh, lifting community and then it was plastered on everything. If you've done any kind of exercise in your life or any kind of gym life, you would have seen this, uh, this, this, this cliche, no pain, no gain. You would have seen it on shirts, merchandise, on magazines, on, on all the lifting stuff and it, it's still big today. And they're pushing no pain, no gain. And uh, it was a, uh, 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 something so simple. And maybe to this actress at the time who was using it just, just for something simple to her but was powerful to others yeah. because it stood for something. So I just dug a little bit into what no pain, no gain really means. And this is what it means. It is necessary to suffer or work hard in order to succeed or make progress. That's simple, right? But it's so powerful. Because the fact is this, it takes me back to a quote that I used to hear growing up, and I know it's been changed since then, and I made sure that that was the reason, and I looked at it and researched it, and I heard the quote, and I know you all have too, that practice makes perfect. And I always thought that was the, the case, but I could never become perfect, no matter how much I practiced. Yeah. But now it's been changed. Yeah. 
since then, and now it's practice makes progress. All practice really is is self-discipline and self-control. That's why the athletes are the athletes that we see today because they self-discipline themselves to work hard. They practice. When everybody stopped, when everybody went home, they kept on practicing. They kept on swinging. I got to get this swing down. Everybody's at home. It's late, but I've got to. I've got to perfect my swing because I want to be the best batter, and I, I've got to. I've got to perfect my routes because I want to run the best routes, and, and I want to have the strongest arm. So I practice more, and all it did is it didn't make anybody perfect. It just created progress. Yeah. And here we are in the church today. If we could ever get a hold of. Self-discipline. Oh, I got to watch as I grew up in this church almost 30 years ago. I got to watch some heroes and some dynamic elders and people that I love dearly that's gone on to their reward. I've got to watch them and, and, and try to just mold my life after them. I know I couldn't have their walk but it led me in the right direction. And there was some strong elders in the truth. And there still is today that what they did is they created some self-discipline. Even when it hurt, even when their back was hurting, they still stood up and said, I'm going to praise the Lord. They still quoted. I don't know if we hear it today, but I hear it so strong in my heart today. No pain, no gain. David, it's going to take some work. Sir, sir, ma'am, it's going to take some work. But if you work, there's going to be some progress. If you continue to practice, there's going to be some progress in your walk with God. Oh, I apologize. I apologize today because I wasn't supposed to preach, and I don't feel like I'm preaching. I feel like I'm teaching to myself, but I'm challenged while also being encouraged in the Lord today because I know we're going to have a powerful service at 11 o'clock today, but it's all going to be due to the fact that there's some self-discipline, self-control Christians in the house that want a move of God in their life. If you shout with the voice of triumph today, it's not because your life is all together. If you do a little jig today, it's not because everything is looking good, and it may be. But it's not because of that, because somebody may look over and be like, oh, they got it all together. No, they got self-discipline that says, hey, through the, through the darkness, through, through the rain, I know the sun is still shining, and I'm going to keep on praising his holy name. tell some folks today in the Holy Ghost there's going to be some results today at 11 o'clock there's results happening today right now for some folks that are self there were some folks that woke up this morning with that fan blowing it, maybe it was me I'm not, I, I can't remember I said man if I just sleep a little bit longer if I just snooze this alarm, I'll be all right. If I miss Sunday school, it'll be all right because I'll watch it online. Yeah. 
But there was some self-discipline, some folks, and self-control that said, hey, I'm tired. It's been a long night. I've been worrying about my situation. I've been worried about how this is going to get all figured out. I don't, I don't know how my job's going to work out. I don't know how this relationship's going to work out. I don't know how my family's. I, Lord, I don't know how my children are going to come home. But they said, but I'm devoted to you, Lord. And I'm going to get up. I'm going to get dressed. And I'm going to put on this smile. And I'm going to go to the house of the Lord. And I'm going to worship him. I'm going to give up my time. I'm going to give up my... You know what's happening right now for those folks in the Holy Ghost? Results are taking place. He's figuring out the situation. He's taking care of your family. He's working on the relationship. You just do your part. And that's just praise the Lord. It would. It would be so easy today for me to go around, or not me, but the Lord to go around today and just hand out a blessing here and hand out a victory here and hand out a miracle here without anything. The Lord's not looking for that. He's looking, will you come working for it? Or are you self-disciplined enough to step out and say, Lord, I, I, I've been fighting pride a little bit for a long time now, and, and I don't want to step out of this pew, but I've got to have something break in my life today. And if you'll get a little bit of self-discipline and say, hey, I'm going to step out of this pride just for a moment and let the Lord do a work in my life because I need that breakthrough. And you know what happens? I know what I said. Step out of pride for a moment. Some of you are saying, oh, he should have said for, forever. But for a moment. Why? Because sometimes it takes work. That's why I said practice makes progress. You don't just get it overnight. That's why we can't make it perfection. You're not perfect until your feet hit the streets of gold. And if you want to hit the streets of gold, then you've got to have self-discipline and self-control in your life. So yeah, it might be step out of your pride for a little bit. What, what, what you're doing now is, is you're creating some self-discipline. Lord, I'm going to step out of my pride for this moment. And now what you're doing is you've got self-discipline working. You're doing it every service, every opportunity that you can get. And now what desire begins to do is it's knocking on your door. Because you're seeing results. Oh, the Lord moved in my life today because I stepped out of my pride. I quit worrying about what everybody else was doing. And I began to raise my hands. I began to raise my voice. And, and now the Lord's working. So now what you're doing is you got desire working, which desire is creating devotion. And now it's saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to just leave that coat of pride there, and I'm not going to pick it back up because I'm loyal to the Lord. I'm devoted to Him moving in my life. No pain, no gain. Oh, I said it already. If you want to go to heaven, if I want to go to heaven, I've got to have self-discipline. I've got to have self-control. I've got to have it. It helps me grow in my relationship with the Lord because Paul even states it. 
This is where I'm going to finish up at. 1 Corinthians 9, 24. I'll read a couple verses here. This is Paul. Know ye not that they which run in a run race run all. Brother Parker, come on somebody. But one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temple. There's that word. Self-control. Self-discipline in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep. And you can go do your own research to this. But there's a meaning here with keep that goes with discipline. Under my body and bring it into subjection lest that by any means when I have preached to others I myself should be a castaway. We're all running the race. And Paul is stating you've got to have some self-discipline in your life to run this race. I have to have, Paul is saying to himself, I have to have self-discipline in my life. If not, I can become a, a castaway. And the word for that is disqualified. I can be disqualified from this race if I don't have a little bit of self-control. If I don't discipline my life to be in line with his will. Huh. Oh, hear me, church. Jesus was the only perfect person to ever live and walk among us. And he still practiced spiritual discipline. And if Jesus himself thought spiritual discipline was critical for himself, then it's even more critical and even more important for us all today. Oh, I'm learning it's going to take some work. It's going to be a little bit of pain. It's going to be a little bit of work. But I know if I'll just keep on keeping on, if I'll just keep on pushing, if I'll just keep on fighting, if I'll just keep on hanging on to his will, I'll come out more devoted than I've ever been in my walk in relationship with Jesus Christ. I want to go to heaven. But even more than that, I want to take my family with me. I want to take people with me. If I can work on my physical appearance and my physical mental health and, and all those things in my life that needs to be done, if, if I can put all that time into that, I can put it into my spiritual walk with the Lord. Just as much, even more, so that I can make it to heaven. I don't want y'all to just look at old handsome David up here ever, ever service. I want y'all to look at me and say, he's self-disciplined. He's, he's walked in line with the will of God. I want if time stands and I grow old. And the rest of my hair falls out. I want y'all to look and go, man, I want to follow in line with that. 
Right. I want to self. I, I, I do. I look at and and this ain't no. This ain't trying to jump on my pastor's back because he's my father-in-law. But I tell you, there's service after service. I've left here going. I want that. I, I, y'all, I've spent many times with him alone outside this church. I've watched him pray. I've watched him call out to the Lord. I've, I've watched him sacrifice. And then there's times I didn't see that I knew he was putting in time. Why? Because he was disciplined. And because of discipline, we start to see revival at Life Point Church in Terrell. When we're disciplined... like him I don't want to teach like him but I want to have discipline like him in my life and in my relationship with God so that I can see results and with those results get a desire that creates a devotion in me that I can carry on with my children and my boys and my wife and if time stands maybe my grandkids and it all starts with self discipline we're already started the year out bapt- baptizing folks. I think it's three or four for the year. Already. Why? Because it's self-discipline. Just for a moment, if you've been struggling, if it's hard for you to read your Bible, if it's hard for you to pray, if it's hard for you, if you're watching, if it's hard for you to show up on Sunday school, if it's hard for you to show up at 11, and, and I know the service times are changing, if it's hard for you to do this and do that, I'm just, I'm just challenging you today to create some self-discipline right now. Some self-control right now. It starts today. Step out of that pew. Step out of your comfort zone. Step out of your pride. Step out of those things and just say, Lord, today I'm starting a little bit of self-control, self-discipline. I'm going to back the singers up today. I'm going to back my pastor up today. I'm going to back the leadership up today. And I'm going to do my part and watch what happens. Just remember, no pain, no gain. Let's all stand. No pain, no gain. I might have to go home and change. I feel like I done jumped off in a swimming pool. I'm telling y'all what I feel right now in the Holy Ghost. I feel like the Lord is going to explode. I don't know what pastor has for 11 o'clock today. I don't know. I know if it's anything like Wednesday, we better add some doors. But I do know this. If there will be some folks, and I'm not saying everybody here doesn't have it. What I'm saying is if there will be some folks that will get a hold of some self-discipline today and just step out and say, No pain, no gain. I'll have no spiritual gain without spiritual discipline in my life today. You want some spiritual gain? You want to see some results today? Do your part. Step out. It don't matter what song is singing or who's singing it or who's playing the instruments or who's preaching or what word they're bringing. If it's the word of God, you should be able to step out and say, Lord, I'm loyal to your word. I'm loyal to you. And with that, I'm going to praise you with everything I've got. And desire happens and then devotion happens. And when devotion happens... Well, we're seeing a little bit of devotion. Uh 
We're baptizing folks in Jesus' name. That's because of self-discipline. That's because of desire. That's because of devotion. No pain, no gain. Let's have church today. I love you. Jesus loves you. It's going to be good today.